There is a space where you are all you need, where you are all you want. All there is is here. Welcome to the Source Connection, conversations about who we truly are, the possibilities of creation and the new earth we are birthing, with your host, Tara Long and Liz B. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to one more episode of The Source Connection. Some people call me Liz B. I'm here with my co-host, who some people call Tara Long. Thank you for joining us today. And as usual, let's take a moment to just anchor the now experience. So sitting comfortably, laying down whatever is available to you right now. Just allowing, softening the breath, deepening the breath. Just your body in whatever way And when I say body, physical body, in whatever way feels good to you in the moment. Closing the outer eyes, disconnecting. And in whatever way that you can, imagine that the all of you is bigger than your physical body. And your physical body is in you. Not the other way around. Naturally, letting the perceptions adjust to that.
feeling the pulse of your own connection, your own embodiment. Integrating the unconscious parts. Becoming whole again. Allowing, allowing. Just surrendering to the silence. Let's take one deep inhale together. Inside out. <sighs> Welcome again. Ooh. Thanks, Liz. Thank mm. you. Mm.
This episode will be a telepathic transmi- transmission. <laughs> that's right. That's how, <clears throat> that's how we do these days. No words needed. Sometimes the words are so small, right? And mm. just... How can I say? Defining. Mm. Limiting. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they can be, for sure. Like we string them together and in search of meaning that can express something that's unexpressible. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's feeling that, <clears throat> that which is unnameable, yeah. undefinable. Because it's <laughs> What did you say? It does not need to be defined through words or this experience, but that's the best that we can do because that's mm-hmm. the tools that we have at the yeah. moment. But I do, uh, yeah, and I do feel the more we allow for other ways of communication, the more, the stronger they will become, right? That telepathy and just other ways of, of uh, yeah, of communicating. I was at a gathering yesterday and one of the girls said that and it was really sweet. She's like, yeah, she's like, I don't really like talking that much, but I love getting together and like movement, you know? Mm. and connecting in that way just maybe dancing or movement or however you know that looks whatever that looks like or being in a silent space together or there's so much communication going on already yeah Mm. so much yes all the subtle fields that most people have yet to see or touch or really experience and how the exchange is always happening at such a perfect, precise level that we've really reduced ourselves in certain ways in in an attempt Mm -hmm. to be able to exchange. Yeah. To make sense of something. Mm. Yeah, it makes me think about animals mm. and how we are with the animals. I mean, we can talk to them, use our words, and they might understand some of it, right? Depending on the level of that being, but that we mostly communicate with them without words, right? When you're just petting your animal, sharing a moment being together it's just the sweetest thing it's just like could not be sweeter they just know yeah one of our cats every time somebody's not feeling optimal he immediately comes and just nests Mm -hmm. close (laughs) 
always know we were like oh little healer is here it's like yeah. oh, i'm here and yeah. precision of that kind of communication where they are so clear moment to moment right that mm. the words are not necessarily needed and with my cats what i've noticed is that when when their instinct kicks in it's when they're most vocal almost when they're op operating on that more physical instinctual mm. survival level mm. it's when they're hungry <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah, but it's like words are not needed any other time. And I know that I'm not generalizing that all animals are like this, but yeah. here it's what I've noticed with them. I'm like, wow, it's almost like they don't need words or that vocalization unless they're either in a brawl with each other or <laughs> they, they're wanting food. Yeah, they want something because they know that's how we communicate right is by opening our mouths and sound comes out <laughs> probably so they're like well you know you remember sky and she was half husky and huskies they talk so much it's just like rah, 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 rah. and so when she really when she was hungry or we were making rice and she wanted some she'd smell it and then she'd come over and she'd just sit there and rah, 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 until we gave in like <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> I saw a sky dog yesterday at the beach. You saw a sky dog? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Miss Just, that girl so much. <laughs> well, I wonder how much of our own potentiality has been. expanded and or contracted with words mm -hmm. both i'm sure yeah. you know because i know i mean this is interesting but language i mean language is how we function right like did like can i need this and can you do that and, da, 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 and we're doing this and this is what's happening and and i know living in Hawaii for 10 years, you know, I learned the origins a bit of the language called pigeon, which is a very short, shortened version of, of English. And it was created because, you know, there were lots of people coming from other countries that didn't, uh, and English was kind of the main, the language that everybody at least spoke a little or were learning. Mm -hmm. And so like in the, uh, in the fields, when they were working and farming and all of that, they just created this language that was like super short and succinct and you got the point across, but you needed a lot less words to say what you and I would say. Right. So it was a whole new language that was created just so they could function and do their jobs right? and communicate, you know? Yeah. So it's, it can be very valuable. Um, but I guess when it's relied upon as the only means of communication, Right, that's when it becomes that sort of contraction. Yeah. Exactly, that overwrites every other thing that may be in play that we just don't really pay attention to. I love words. I'm, mm. I love poetry. I love. Mm. I, love oh, I love poetry. And so, it's easy for me to get on with the words in that form of communication and. 
Yeah. I've been really intentionally creating a space for my subtle perceptions. I've always been really keen on my subtle perceptions to the point where I, I'm not able to explain it to people, right? But mm -hmm. I know. But just to sharpen that to the point where it's just so clear that even the need for explanation just falls away mm -hmm. or my own understanding, right? Yeah. Processing and all of that. Because um, we, even when we explore the physical aspects of our existence, when we, I know you and I have been disconstructing a lot of the ways that we've were conditioned to believe things happen. And Even in that field, when people will say, well, but such and such was with such and such, and then they got the cold that they had. And to understand that there is a morphic field that's communicating at every level and instigating process with each other is just, it's just so rich. Mm to expand the notion of our own existence and our own reach to a much broader level and to an intelligence yeah. at a certain size and it's operating at every level at all times. It's really humbling mm. um, and just so profound. Mm. I love that. <laughs> humbling is is absolutely the right word of thinking that we know, right? That we know how, you know, the big topic, right? How a virus might be communicated is the word because we've seen or we've explored different ways that that might happen. And to think that it's just one way, it's just one thing that happens when we are constantly, as we've been talking about communicating on all our different levels at the same time. So why wouldn't that also be a part of everything we experience physically? Why wouldn't the mental, emotional, spiritual, along with the physical levels of how we might um, be experiencing a detox, for example, or what we might look, what might look like a cold that we've been taught as a cold or the other thing, right? <laughs> like all the different ways. And like you said, just, instigating a process in the community because it's the for the benefit of all. If we all experience this detoxing at the same time, then we're going to have just on a very basic biological level, there are going to be higher chances of survival for our community and our the people around us, which is, you know, what our bodies do, constantly healing, constantly, you know, doing things for us. And it's just, so fascinating to see um, the communities, even we'll say a spiritual community or something like that, even though that's, yeah, we can talk about the other thing about that later, but, um, you know, who will have a very clear knowing that we are more than our bodies. And, but then something like this past couple of years comes along you know, the sea. And then it's like, that's all out the window. <laughs> and we're just focused again back on the physical, you know, it's just kind of like, so interesting to see that and to go, huh, wonder why we're not looking beyond that. 
in a lot of ways. We are now, a lot of us are, but yeah. Yeah. Materialistic. Yeah. Reduction of the experience of life to a point where you want to understand so badly that you'll do anything to point to the cause. And then it could be, but then there's no further investigation of the cause of the cause of the cause of the cause. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. Unfolding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I think in our search for answers or even our own resolution, the moment we achieve a certain understanding maybe for most people that's as far as they can go and then everything is reduced to that and that's where it stays and so having the flexibility and the curiosity and the humility to just stay open and just be like oh it's like that zen thing we talked about the other day oh this maybe oh this is so good maybe this is (laughs) exploring those things yeah Yeah. um and to even be able to conceptualize that and this is how we grow it's the ability to be flexible to be curious Mm. to be engaged and to kind of drop that identification that personal identification to where you feel threatened yeah I maybe something else that comes along and then you're like, oh, well, I thought it was like that. It's okay to shift gears and switch lanes yeah. and floor. And that makes, m- makes life so much richer. Right. And I think we've been sold also uh, an idea that, you know, as long as you, you do this, you're, you're in control and you're safe and you da 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 You'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just fear, really. The, the, the deep fear in people of dying, as we've talked about so many times and all of that, you know, and, oh, if I do this, I'll, it's okay. It'll be okay. So if I continue to look at something in this way, that then explains why I'll be okay if I do this, then I'll just stick with that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Instead of exploring and, and uprooting, I mean, literally everything that we think we know about something everything and then come to your own knowing about what feels right for you for sure it doesn't mean we're just like oh I don't know it's all good you know not that kind of thing either (laughs) and what happens with just exploring different sides of one story Mm. just what happened with that what happened with the human curiosity and also what happened and all of a sudden we have this standardized idea that everybody has to go by the same kind of foundations when this has never been true ever. No, never in the history of ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although it, in some ways it has, right. Because we've all agreed on certain things as a fundamental truth, right. There are things that society has basically agreed on, you know, which is what was exploited to further the what we see going on in the world today right like this is this and this is this and germs act like this and they do this and that's what we know and you know so there is there was this foundational fundamental thing that i guess we all believed in some way at some level or at some level most have agreed to most yeah most have agreed to otherwise they couldn't have gotten this far right 
Yes. But now we're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> what else do have we just believed blindly that we've never even questioned before? Right. What what other presumptions have we made? Yeah. That we just decided to <clears throat> not explore. Yeah. Yeah. Think, and there oh, go ahead. No, it's just so much. It's to think that it's just some of it just seems so silly the impact of that presumption is just so thick and to the point where people feel entitled to scream at other people or to belittle them when they don't even know where you don't know someone else's life experience and what (laughs) to choose something different than you and I think that the word magic and the spell of capturing people at a very fundamental level of fearing the inevitable, which is just that alone is just mind yeah. like, right. oh, like, okay, we're, we're going to do this thing and you'll never die. Like, like. <laughs> by the time we get to be an old, they'll, they'll have something where we can live forever. We'll just take a shot and it'll be fine. I mean, right. This is kind of the like presumption I think of a lot of folks is that. Yeah. And just how out of touch a lot of people are with their own humanity at that very basic fundamental level. And then it extends to, you know, ideas of rulership and authority and all of this presumptions of like somebody has authority over another why is that why have we created these institutions and um centers of quote power end quote and just all of the assumptions of that and i believe that this whole past two years have allowed for us the ones who are really here to um, remember to just start to just, you know, just deconstruct everything. Yeah. Just all of it. Like, and let's see what, let's see what stays, you know, let's, let's just see what happens. The, the table and just and let's see what's gonna, what's gonna. Yeah. What pieces we're going to take with us that, you know, may be valuable from from things we already have done or know, or, you know, yeah. cause there's stuff that is right. It's, yes. it's just creating. Yeah. Creating what really, really works. What really, really serves from our own knowing from our own authority. And of course, to me, I feel there are people who, the, I mean, the reason why we have the systems that we have is because people are very happy and comfortable to outsource their everything to others because it's easy or convenient, right? Because we've gotten into this whole system of, well, you got to go to work to make a living, to do the thing. And so by the time they get home, you know, it's like, we've talked about this before. There's no space it's just, I'm just surviving. It's just survival mode. Right. And so then I'm so happy to let everybody else do everything for me. So I don't have to think about it. Right. I don't have to be, I don't have to really be in the world. I don't have to live. Who's living your life. I don't, I don't know, not you, you know? So it's just, (laughs) so there are those of us who are like, wait a minute. Mm -mm. No, 
and that's what that's what we're seeing now and and the ones who are still comfortable and and really want to outsource everything they'll continue on their journey and they'll have a very different experience you know and that's wherever that leads them that's a very different experience to the one that we're having and creating and yes being yeah indeed yes mm. yeah <sighs> yeah i just read this uh, or saw something and about uh, you know the, of course you know the cdc is you can't it's it's hilarious at this point you know to, <laughs> it's like okay i wouldn't even look at that or whatever but i saw this little clip of they've actually shifted the childhood milestones um for walking and talking because the kids born in the past two years have 22 percent lower iq mm. among or the last year and a half among other things but every they're much slower and so they've moved the milestone to walking to be like 18 months and i think talking to be like 15 months where it used to be 12 and 12 of course all, all kids are different we know that we're not mm-hmm. but it's interesting that they have you know it's, mm-hmm. hmm, what could be the i wonder <laughs> i heard that they, they removed crawling as a milestone or something of the oh, life right yeah tj was talking about that right yeah, what one of my friends told me, and I was like, "Oh, gee, we're gonna be like the oracle as things just get twisted and manipulated, and then it's like, yeah, go to the elders in the village, like that." Be- <laughs> yeah. What is it really supposed to be like? <laughs> oh my lord! Wow! Yeah. yeah. It's science, right? Now they're like, oh, science has shown that these are now the new milestones. (laughs) This materialistic way of only taking into consideration the things that you can see, feel, or touch. Mm -hmm. Also manipulating the things that you can see, feel, or touch to an extent that distorts it to then create a certain... level of awareness of things and as you said that outsourcing just keeps disconnecting 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 um and i also believe that we've been conditioned from really young to just numb out and not feel and so most people would have to really want to overcome that initial tendency yeah even begin to, you know, having the desire to just take ownership and charge of their own experience at that level. Yep. And it's not, if you've never done it, I mean, it it can be scary, I imagine, and uncomfortable, you know, if you've never done it before, or you don't know what that looks like or means or. Because there's a model of that. And if you look towards our cultural experience, like TV shows and and um, movies and everything, you see that there's very characteristic figures and ways of portraying people that then get sent into the collective consciousness. And then all of a sudden we're emulating that and we're recreating that without awareness of it. And yeah. That's why one of the most important steps is just turning off your TV and that at all levels. People say, well, I don't watch TV. Okay, but you're 
still numbing out in other ways, right? Maybe it's not cable TV, but there's other sources of entertainment in that way. And my dad always said, use things, don't let things use you. And just having that awareness of yeah. I'm using this, but <clears throat> when that flips, yeah, all of a sudden you are the product. Yeah. It's just being intentional. Yeah. Yeah about yeah. Wh- where you're coming from, like creating or consuming, are you just consuming it and numbing out? And if you are, okay, just be aware of it. You know, like there's no judgment in that. Or What's that? That's for everything. Thing. Yeah. Everything. Just for be aware everything. Of, oh, that's how I kind of talk when I feel triggered or, mm-hmm. oh, I've noticed that I'm doing that thing when I feel scared, whatever th- that is. And dropping the judgment too. Yeah. which can be tricky at times and we continue yeah. to learn how to do that and how to navigate and just the ability to remember that you are more than the body and again I started today trying to shift the focus a little bit right because oftentimes we talk about things being inside of us and we have the body as the frame of reference but what if the body is contained inside of you and that you it's way bigger than this oh, yeah. physical expression and um how does that feel to even conceptualize that and then move from that space i was listening um to a scientist talk about sound and there was a whole presentation on sound sound and how it affects our cells and you can see in the microscopic level that they would take this sacred geometry geometric shapes it was just the most beautiful thing and when we speak, when we speak out, it carries on until it meets denser matter. And mm-hmm. so everything that we've said, it's an invocation of some sort. Mm-hmm. How are we using the tools that we have? And then goes back to the words like we were talking before. Can we call forth more intentionality in how we use? Can we speak less and mean more? How can we work and use the tools of wording and communication in a way that builds, doesn't tear down, mm-hmm. but lifts up instead of, you know, um, shimmy and all of that. And so that's a lifelong exploration. Yeah. Which naturally tends to also sort itself out, you know, when we purify more and more. Yeah. come back to ourselves more and more than there would be no desire to say something that would be harmful to ourselves or another. It's just not there. It doesn't mean we don't have our moments, right? And triggers and things like that. But overall, you know, the default is no longer that self-abuse or of another. It's just comes from that love. Yeah. I read a, I have a little book. Um, I don't know if it's called the book of treasures. It's a really short, small little book. That was a compilation of an editorial, um, editorial writer who used to write these columns in a newspaper. And then he did a little, you know, book of insights. I don't know what it's called, but talking about friendship. Mm-hmm. And he talked about before, well, being a good friend to another is first being a good friend to yourself. Yeah. And yeah. instead of looking at others' faults, 
looking within first. And so much of that shift, and I think that's why we're still really, we still really benefit from practices where we're able to close our eyes and kind of cut out the distractions and tap into the breath. I think that those systems will eventually self-destruct because it won't be a need for that because we will have upgraded ourselves enough to that just, oh yeah, we used to do those things in order to just yeah ground or whatever thing, yeah? And so that's another thing that's happening around us. It's the systems are self-destructing mm-hmm. because there is no more space. And it'll be a while and a lot of people will still hold on to that because they haven't opened themselves up to the possibilities of something else. And so yeah. just again, instead of that projection and that blaming and that the only thing I have control over is myself. Yeah. That's something that we tell the kids all the time when, oh, such and such is doing that. Okay, well, you have you only have control over yourself. You know? Yeah. And how do you want to deal with this situation knowing that you're responsible for yourself? Yeah. In that way. It doesn't mean yeah. that somebody gets to abuse you or do certain things and you should right. never want to remove yourself or to, you know do what you need to do, but just that awareness that like, wow, I really get to choose here. Yeah. 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 I think that's a very, such an important thing to teach everybody, but children, especially. Um, And just that because, well, you know, this is a whole big topic, but (laughs) that, you know, that spiritualization of like, oh, somebody's saying something to me and I'm triggered. It's me. It's just me, right? And while that may be the case, there may be things to look at here. Oh, well, okay. Well, why am I actually allowing that person to continue to say those things to me? And I'm not speaking up or I'm not leaving or I'm not, right? But that's that whole like thing that gets, that gets, that creates just a big mess, honestly, um, when that is abused, you know, when that, notion of like, okay, I am, let's say, for example, I mean, I don't, we don't need to talk, go into names, but you know, there's been uh, a spiritual teacher called out last week, like big, big time called out for behavior that for me, you know, I was in that community for a long time. It was very shocking. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Okay. So let me take all my tools, all the things that I, that I know, all the things I've learned and let's look at this really objectively. And I think I was saying it to you too on the phone, you know, just processing everything. It's like someone saying, um, what did I say? So looking at maybe the a, a spiritual teacher saying, okay, I'm looking at a future version of you where I see the highest and the best, right? And so then speaking to you as you're not already there. So I'm going to say whatever needs to be said to trigger you into wanting to be that version of yourself, which if you're saying everything is a reflection, everything, if you're triggered, that's on you, you know, that's just like carte blanche to do and say whatever the fuck you want. Right. Cause then you're like, Oh, it's all in the name of personal growth and spiritual growth and all of that, which it very on a certain level and a perspective it is because that's, that's what we're doing. However, when that gets abused, that power, 
you know, that's, and we can, we can do that. I know I have, you know, seen myself see the best version of someone and want so badly for them to see it too, you know, and, and speak to them from that place versus the person in front of me and caring for the person that's right there and where they are now. And it's such a fine line, (laughs) right? So that's been something that is, yeah, been very, very present for me this past week. Yeah. And ultimately, even when you say, well, I see the potential, I see that that's still your idea of that person's potential. And just, I think that the most loving thing that we can do is it's be with one another moment by moment. Doesn't mean that we don't hold the highest vision, but what's showing up right now in front of me? Where is this being? What is this person yeah. dealing with in this moment? Because that's my reach. Yep. It's opportunities right here. Yeah. Um, and just holding the space for the unfolding that can happen. Um, and also detaching from the idea of that at all, because right. what if, you know, we do all these things in our lives and then a natural disaster happens and we die. Great. <laughs> and you're like, oh, felt like I could do so many other things. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, great. You lift yeah. people up, you did what you had to do. That was perfect. Bravo. Yeah. yeah. Because it all will be. <laughs> it all is. Yeah. 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 And so also detaching from that idea and yeah. really resting in that space of radical surrender and acceptance. And I think that that may, with the past couple of years and everything that has happened, it was deep growth for me to realize that because mm-hmm. I was still playing that triangle of the savior, the martyr, you know, the, the victim and all of that. And I don't want any, any part in that. No. I'm not here to save anybody. I'm not here to be saved. And nope. it's really the deepening of our own relationship, relationships with ourselves that will continue to expand in the out world and how it manifests. I heard a woman yesterday, a woman I met, she was telling me that she had gone to Florida. She said, sometimes I often question my decision to be in California. It feels like a fight. Mm -hmm. She said, I was in Florida and people were so alive. It felt like a musical. And that really, and it teared me up and teared her and teared her up because we really sat in that space of like, wow, what if everyone's light was just turned on and people were like, there's no waste. <laughs> up today. I mean, you just went outside and people were just like, oh, <laughs> that man, this is fun and we can have a good time and let's love one another and let's lift each other up. We're all going to die. This is all going to shit <laughs> at some point. So let's enjoy the shit out of this. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. That's, that's it. Really good. You know, that's it. And, and then remembering that I can only turn my light 
on. And my prayer every day is that what I recognize in myself, I also claim for others, but it's up to them to decide. Recognize it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah. And we keep on moving. We keep on moving. We keep on dancing. We keep on turning the light on, going outside. Who else is here that wants to play? Play, play, yes. Oh, oh, I can feel, yeah, feel that for your friend because that's very much what I felt like when I left California and got further and further away from the West Coast and more into like, I remember specifically going into one hotel when we were on the road and uh, we were checking in and I looked at Jeremy and I was like, I feel like we're in Disneyland. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. I just feel so free. Like everybody's just smiling and like doing their thing. And it was just like, you don't realize how dense it is when you're in it. Right. Cause there's, there's taking responsibility for yourself and continuing to turn your light on and just being there and being in the moment and everything's fine. But then getting out of it, it's like, oh my God, <laughs> this is this is like a musical, right? It's like, yeah, I could just go in the grocery store and like dance around and nobody's looking at me funny or, you know, it's you, just, oh. You said that. It's funny because I was in a grocery store a couple of weeks ago and I had my headphones on. So I'm jamming to the music and, and that's a coping mechanism because it has mm. been very pressing for me to go to grocery stores and I say taking full responsibility of just seeing that dim delight yeah. right I'm taking responsibility sure. for my feelings I'm not saying anybody's doing that for me I just see that and I'm just like wow life is so precious and here we are and I'm like okay just let's put some fun music I had just gone on my run and all of that and when I was checking out the cashier was like I noticed you were there like you're just like dancing to your music. And I said, that's right. What else are we going to do, right? Live it up. And he was like, I know. And I was like, there's just so much fear and um, so much panic around just being alive. What is the only guarantee you have? And I asked him, and I don't know. I was like, death. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, baby. That's it. <laughs> Doesn't matter what color you are, what race, what religion, your social economic class, that thing is going to catch up with everyone here sorry baby but yeah (laughs) but it's funny because he noticed right and I wasn't doing anything crazy or anything but I was just really I was grooving I was pushing the card and I'm like "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) spread that light so maybe we can end with may we be blessed enough to make our life some musical and Mm. the feeling of that may May the, the feeling of that be an invitation for others to turn their lives up into a musical and really enjoy themselves. Yeah. So what, what can you, how, what would it feel like to turn your light up? What does that look like for you? Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. And then after you contemplate it, just go out there and do it. And just go do it and let us know what that is. Cause we <laughs> want to hear from you babies. <laughs> Yes, yes thank you for being here with us see you next time yeah thanks everyone much love much love did you know that the source connection has a patreon page in this patreon page we share tips practices we get a little bit more intimate with each other
Yes. So join us over on our Patreon page if you would like to connect in another way. We hope to see you there.